You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Welcome back. BeckQL Daily right here on the BeckQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks are with you on a Wednesday. Ton to get into. Today, Sean Zarillo, Action Network later on. We'll do some baseball. We'll get into some college football teams we love and ones we hate for the upcoming season which starts in a few weeks right now though let's talk some nfl eric eager pro football focus joining us on the roman guest line we'll get to some preseason big picture stuff uh eric welcome back to the show curious your thought um the news that came out yesterday with roquan smith in chicago requesting a trade i, I find this to be an interesting situation because he's obviously a good player the bears are obviously not a good team and he doesn't play a position that typically garners a lot of value in terms of a trade. He's a, he's not a pass rusher. He's not a, a cover corner. What, what do you think about the player, Rokon Smith, and, and what kind of value he, he might have you know, to a contending team? Well, to the Bears, it's going to be less than to a contending team, which I think is, is to your point. Like, you know, last season he wasn't very good against the run. Um, he bid on play action a little bit too much, I think, to compensate for that as the the tracking data shows. And that's because the Bears, you know, were behind in a lot of games. Uh, they did they weren't good up front. Um, so I don't think he has a ton of value, weirdly, to the Bears because he he's a good linebacker. Linebackers, you know, generally speaking, are kind of like running backs, so you need a good front in front of you uh, to be super valuable. And the Bears just simply will not provide him that at least for uh, one to two years here. Um, so if you add him to a, a you know, team like, let's say, the, the Los Angeles Chargers or, uh, you know, a team like the Indianapolis Colts who are without Darius Leonard for a while or uh, Shaquille Leonard for a while, um, I think he can add some value because he's a good coverage linebacker. Um, you know, but at the same time, you know, it's going to be hard to sort of justify trading what will probably have to be like a high pick and what he wants, which is reportedly over $20 million per year for a position that isn't necessarily that high on the value scale. Did you watch Hard Knocks last night, Eric? Uh, Joe, I wish I did. I, I was actually visiting <laughs> uh, an NFL team as a part of our, uh, as a part of our, one of our consultancies. So like I didn't, I, I, I certainly have it on the queue here um, because yeah. we're all restoring the roar this year. And, uh, <laughs> and I, we're, we're seeing I'm seeing all the blue check marks talking about how much they love the Lions. And I want to say, you know, welcome to the den. Uh-huh. You're a little late. But, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, look, by the time, when, where does it close? Seven and a half after a hard knock? <laughs> the, the win total? I, yeah, I don't know. Did it go up a full, a full win? I was wondering if it was going to go the opposite direction. I'm, I'm curious what you have to say after that. And uh, I, you're, you're all in on restoring the roar. We've, talk, we've talked about that. I love that coaching staff, but uh, just hard knocks in general. 
I, I would say, yeah, like you mentioned, the blue check marks, positive reviews overall. Um, do you recall any other seasons where there is some sort of reaction in the betting market? I Just offhand, I want to say that uh, the Cleveland year, maybe it went in the opposite direction. Like, whoa, uh, this is a dumpster fire behind the scenes a little bit. Do you think it'll impact the betting markets at all? Um, last night overall seemed positive. Uh, we'll, we'll see once they start playing a little bit of football. Actually, Joe, I just looked at DraftKings and it has moved up five cents. So over six and a half went from minus 115 <laughs> to minus 120 yeah. on, on DraftKings at least. I don't know where the other books are, but uh, – but what are, are we going to have to are we going to have to coin the uh, the hard knocks bump here, uh, you know, in future years? It, it might be. It might be. I and I only see it going in one direction because what what was funny you'll see it. I don't want to ruin it for you, but I know you've seen a bunch of the clips. It's exactly what we talked about in the betting world uh, last year on the Lions. Well, yeah, the. The, the record did not say they had a good year, but if you talk to betters, man, they were 11 and six against the spread. And the narrative was they fight for this dude. Is it going to carry over to another year? And, and you'll, you'll see overall that it, it, I, I think you can make the case that it is going to carry, but staying in the division, I uh, want to get your overall view on the Vikings, because if people are not hot on the lions, that, that, typically means uh, from what I've been hearing anecdotally is they are high on the Vikings. So where are you with O'Connell this year? I think you, you asked the, the best question there, which is O'Connell, because I think all with the narrative with the Vikings has been, you know, the 15 and 18, the last two years, they have not lost though a game with Kirk Cousins starting by more than one score since Christmas day of 2020. So they play a ton of close games. They had some bad luck last year. Defend, or, you know, the, the injury stuff has been really bad for them. Daniel Hunter's missed most of the last few years. Kirk Cousins puts up great statistics but can't win. Justin Jefferson has the uh, you know, hot, most receiving yards through two years of any player in NFL history. I, I don't see Cousins and Jefferson getting better statistically, but that team could win 11 games. And in that case, you know, Kevin O'Connell at 20-1 to 1 is coach of the year. And you look at past coaches of the year, they're always with like a Kirk Cousins type of quarterback on a team that wins 11 or 12 games. Stefanski at Baker Mayfield. Last year, uh, it was um, in Tennessee with Ryan, uh, Ryan Tannehill, uh, with Mike Vrabel, you know, uh, Jared Goff in, in L.A. With, with Sean McVay. Like, that's the bet to make with the Minnesota Vikings. I think nine's probably right on as far as a win total. Um, you know, to win the division, I think you're better off betting Detroit uh, at longer odds. To make the playoffs, it's a coin flip. But if they're good and things come together for that team, I think O'Connell is the bet to make uh, on the markets because everybody's going to say, well, they took, they were good already, and then, but they could not win. And now they're still good and now they can win. What's the difference? And that's going to be O'Connell. Love it. Love it. I know you just tweeted, Eric, um, that you took some season-long player props, and our listeners can go ahead and subscribe to PFF Plus to take a look at that. What types of things do you look at when you're betting your season-long player props? Well, it's 100%. Like, at this point, like, you know, you guys have a great show. There's, like, great betting shows all around the, you know, and, you know, I've been on – by this time in in the off-season – every single bet has been made on a win total and, and like a season long, you know, uh, team level thing. 
What I try to do with player props is bet into it, bet make the same bet on teams, but in different ways, right? So I, you know, I think for you know, for example, with Dallas, like I think Dallas is going to be a little fragile this year because they only have you know uh, they have stars, but they have also like a team full of scrubs, and you know. And, and that's going to concentrate a lot of targets on C.D. Lamb. So I'm going to bet C.D. Lamb overs. I'm going to bet C.D. Lamb 14 to 1 to win the receiving yardage title, 40 to 1 to win Offensive Player of the Year, just because the, the narrative that I think is true about this team is that they're fragile. The problem is they're, they're, to bet a win total, like, that's a 50-50 bet. And, and so I can't really, like, uh, you know, capitalize so much on that as much as I can a different, a different type of bet type. Um, the same thing's true, like you know, James Bradbury over two and a half interceptions for uh, the Eagles there. Um, like, that's just, you know, I look at that division, I'm like, Daniel Jones stinks, Carson Wentz stinks, uh, Dak Prescott, you know, is an injury away from having a backup quarterback playing who's likely to stink. You know, does James Bradbury get three or more interceptions? It's stuff like that that I like to bet into. Eric Eager, Pro Football Focus, joining us here. Talking some NFL as we move forward to the preseason week one tomorrow and then the regular season less than a month away. Eric, the AFC East is interesting for me beyond Buffalo, but we all know Buffalo is going to be really, really good, assuming their health is there. The other teams, though, all have intrigue about them. The, the Patriots seem like they're a mess offensively in camp. A lot of buzz with Tua right now on the Dolphins. And the Jets, I mean, they're banking on Zach Wilson to actually be competent. He was not competent as a rookie uh, beyond the Bills, what's your thought in that division? Do, do you think the Patriots can sustain with it last year? Is it Miami jumping up to two? And uh, and the Jets' win total of over five and a half has been bet up a lot. Um, you know, some books that's got the most bets on any win totals, Jets over five and a half. What do you think about the rest of that division under the Bills? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I mean, I've made a bet on the Patriots under. My numbers are kind of like, you know, dead even on that. Plus, I, I took eight, eight and a half under at plus 105. You know, the thing with quarterback play, you know, rookies, if they do well, their offensive coordinator will generally get a head coaching job, right? And so, like, that's a huge contributor to a sophomore slump for a lot of these guys. I think Mac Jones is, you know, the quintessential. He played well last year. Uh, he was the only one of those rookies that played especially well. And, you know, he's going to regress, not necessarily because of the gravity of the situation, but just because he's got to deal with different play callers. Um, you know, that defense, they lose J.C. Jackson a year after they lose Stephon Gilmore. The pass rush was already kind of iffy and, and depended a lot on coverage. So I, I think New England's going to regress. But I also look at Miami and think, 
you know, everybody's looking at their win total and saying, well, all they have to do is win the same amount of games as last year and, and you at least push. And, you know, when you look at their wins last year, it was more like a six or seven win team. You know, they got to face the Jets twice. They got to face the Saints with Ian Book. They got to face the Ravens after the Ravens played an overtime game on Sunday on a, the next Thursday. So they, you know, the, the, the schedule shined on them a little bit last year. So they need to improve just to get over that nine. And when I look at head coaches who have never had coached before in the NFL and have never called plays in the NFL, guys that try to do that both in the same year in their first year, I try to bet against those guys. So I'm, I'm probably looking at Jets over and then the other two under uh, if I'm looking at the non-Bills AFC East. Eric, let's talk a little bit about uh, betting the preseason. And uh, the biggest angle that we're going to hear in sports betting media, we've already heard it, is about the head coach record and a, straight up and ATS. In the preseason, these coaches care. These coaches don't. We all know about John Harbaugh, and that's why you've got to lay three and a half if you want to back the Ravens coming up on Thursday night. Um, what else do you take a look at? Uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about the narrative of new coaches. They want to set a winning culture. They want to get things off on the right foot, so they're going to try harder. But when you look at it over the last few years, a lot of these young coaches are 0-3, 0-4 straight up, or 1-3 over the last couple of years. Uh, so what is your approach to betting the preseason? What is most important to take a look at? Yeah, I, it's hard to hand, I mean, it's hard to handicap these things. I think you have to have people you trust. Like there was, and this is this speaks to my degeneracy. But like I had, you know, a tip from somebody on a CFL game that ended up being completely wrong. And it's like you just have to be careful of those things, right? And because you know, you're you, all the stuff you're saying go is is embedded in the market. It's why the Ravens are minus three and a half. Mm -hmm. So you're probably not going to get an edge based upon coaches caring. You're going to get an edge based on information. Um, so, you know, beat writers, you know, if you, you know, if you read between the lines and sort of like think that way, you're going to get, you could get an edge that way about who's going to play, how long they're going to play, um, you know, just some simple reasoning based upon some things. Um, but then the other one is just the structure of the game. And this is where you get into the whole like long teaser sort of situation where all these games have low totals. You want to tease through three and seven in all these games. So, you know, tomorrow night you have Patriots plus two. Uh, you know, then you have a uh, Bengals, sorry, Arizona plus two. Then you have uh, 49ers plus two and a half. Um, you have, you know, Carolina plus two and a half. Like, there's a ton of teasable lines. And in the preseason especially, when totals are in the 30s, though that three through seven, those matter more when the total is in the 30s. So, to me, it's like take advantage of the structure of the game and the fact that these sports books still have to give you a line Tease, you know, tease through games uh, and, and don't worry necessarily so much about handicapping. I love it. What is your approach for, you know, weeks one and two? You know, do you wait for more data to come in? Are you more on props, sides, totals? What do you do for the first couple weeks of the season? Uh, good question. Um, I, I think it's, you know, the, all the information is available to everybody. So unless you're getting like inside information about a game, um, you should you shouldn't think that in the closer to the time of the game you're going to get a better bet. In fact, when, because limits are going up, you're probably betting into sharper lines. You know, let's say September 5th than you are now. So if you have a read on a game, you know, bet it and then just deal with the variance if somebody gets hurt or something like that. Um, limits are lower, of course, because you know the, the books don't want to be exposed in case somebody knows something that we don't know. 
Um, but yeah, my approach is to, is to make some bets now um, and hopefully you get closing line values so you can get off of them if you don't like them uh, come, come early September. But you know, the, I, I, in the NFL, the earlier you bet, the better. So in, in the case of, of week one, it's a little bit less so because everybody's been able to pick apart these lines for months. But uh, you know, the, the, the best time to start is now. Uh, and the worst time to start is like you know, 1250 uh, on September 11th. Eric, a little less than a minute to go. Just curious, we talked a, a conversation yesterday about the future of betting, specifically football in the NFL. Is it more on props, player props, rather than sides and totals? Curious with, with you guys at PFF building models, trying to project games. What do you think about that? Do, do you find it easier to project week to week a prop versus uh, a side of a game? What do you think about the future of where you think bets might come in? It's, it's absolutely props because, you know, a book has to hang 16 lines. It's not that hard to get them relatively right. It's easy for price discovery. If you talk to people that help the fan duels and the draft, draft kings of the world set their prop markets, there's not a ton of what's called price discovery, which is, you know, you take a $1,000 bet here, you take a $2,000 bet there, and the number gets pounded into place. Between books, like you're never going to see DraftKings, you know, having a number be, you know, plus three and a half, and then another book be minus two and a half. Um, so where you could just have these arbitrage and middle opportunities, you do see that with player props. And, and if you shop around, you can sometimes get, you know, 10-yard middles on players based upon when you bet. So just from a, you know, uh, you know, just from a sharpness perspective alone, the props are where it's going. In. And from there, it's going to be, you know, same game parlay type things where you're betting correlated markets and all these things that books can't possibly get right. Great stuff. Eric Eager, pro football focus on the Roman guests on the other side. Let's dive into some college football teams we love for the 2022 college season. That's next in the BetQL Network. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL.